Hi, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile. And I know it's hard to believe Mint can be any good for just $15 a month. So let's ask Wasim Iknabi, one of Mint's first customers, if he has any issues with Mint. No, the service has been great. And under my ownership, it's going to get even better. How? No clue. Still $15 a month though, right? Yep. To learn more and see our logo, go to mintmobile.com slash Spotify. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Lightning Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming now, only on Showtime, streaming with Paramount Plus. We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger, ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show. With Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome into another episode of the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. And I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball. Got a jam-packed show today going around the association, so a variety of topics in both the NBA and WNBA. So that's usually what around the association means, just multiple topics in uh, in in one or both uh, leagues there. So we got plenty to talk about today. All-Star Weekend recapping NBA playoff race as the second part of the season is about to get underway or – Technically, by the time this release has begun, yeah. uh, just yesterday. Um, so we're talking about that and the Hall of Fame finalists for 2022. BJ, are you ready? I'm always ready, Drew. Let's get it. All right. Ready like SpongeBob. All right. So All-Star Weekend, BJ. You know, we came in, we had our picks in the previous episode for everything mm-hmm. that's going to be going on. We had our draft and our first lowdown draft, by the way, if you didn't check that episode out, make sure you guys go back and check out that last one. Um, so we got to see how some of our picks panned out from All-Star Weekend of who was going to win what and, you know, just our overall thoughts on how things went, you know. Yeah. Um, just the whole weekend, the excitement of it or lack thereof, what you were impressed by, what you weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's just kind of go through some of the main stuff, BJ. We ain't got to talk about the celebrity game. We know Miles Garrett yeah. is an athletic freak, <laughs> and De'Erica Hamby played. Shout out to yeah. the NBA. Yeah. Um, but uh, you talk about all those other events, the Rising Stars Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you like about the new format? Did you like it first of all? Uh, if you did, what did you like about it? And you know, did it? end up the way you thought it would well remember drew uh we talked about basically there was only one thing with the rising stars that we disagreed on last week and it was who's gonna who was gonna uh 
come out victorious of that first game between, I believe it was uh, Team Isaiah and Team Peyton, right? That's, I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, I or no, it was Team Isaiah and Team Worthy. There you go. Yeah, Team Worthy. Yeah, and uh, I had Team Worthy, and they should have won. You got to make free throws. You got to make free throws. That's at the end of the day, you got to make free throws when you got a chance to win. Was that Jalen Suggs? Uh, yeah, it was Jalen Suggs. <laughs> so, but hey, that's all good. I I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, having both having you know two separate games and then a third game to get to twenty five felt like it dragged on just a little too long yeah um i i think you know i i think the having the little mini four team bracket or whatever is is fine and and first to 75 was 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 good um i would just i would cut out the the four teams i think that you could go back to having two teams that you have a lot of talent on both those teams you get you know good quality playing minutes and then just do first to 75 between the two teams as opposed to two games first to 50 and then the third game first to 25. Um, I don't know if it, if it builds drama or whatever, it certainly, certainly builds in uh, a lot of time that you get to spend doing stuff in between. I'll tell you that Uh, it just dawdled at times. It just dawdled, but we both said team Barry was going to win and they were challenged. It was, it was a close one. But Team Barry ultimately did get the win in the end. Okay. BJ, I think it drug on a little bit too. I think we need to go back to a rookies versus sophomores mm-hmm. game. And they could make it interesting like the All-Star game, you know. Um, I don't know, top rookie or sophomore vote getters or something from the fans um, get to play in the Rising Stars game against each other. And then uh, – you know, top two vote getters, top sophomore, top freshman, they get to draft out of mm-hmm. you know a pool of you know both of them, uh, See, the rookie the rookie sophomore game or I, the rising stars rookie sophomore game. It's yeah. not rookies versus sophomores, but rookie and sophomore. Yeah, I I don't know if if I feel about that because would you already have that you know going on in the NBA All Star game? You kind of want to differentiate between the two and not just have the okay. same thing for the rookies and the sophomores, make sure that, you know, you're highlighting them and, and give them something else. Basically. I'm fine with square, just rookies versus sophomores. Yeah. I, I would mean, be too. If we want to just go back to that, then that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, as far as being like more the, creative the with it, then I don't world. even know. I like Maybe. the USA versus world uh, a couple of years ago that they did. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't know if, if you want to necessarily do that every year, if, if you've got more uh, homegrown talent than, than international talent. Right. That's why it's kind of an, you know, every now and then thing with mm-hmm. that, I understand that. And the rookies versus sophomores should probably be the constant yeah. here. Um, we also had, uh, well, I think, is that, is that the first thing we mentioned? Uh, no, we did Rising Stars. Um, what am I trying to say? Skills Challenge. Here we go. Yeah. Skills Challenge, BJ. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the Cleveland squad. Mm-hmm. We had the Rooks. And we had the Antetokounmpo's. Antetokoun Bros, as you better known as the Antetokoun Bros. Um, Bros apparently did not have a good night. I didn't see their early performance, but they got they got a little bit laughed at on Twitter. Uh, But uh, I did see the you know end result final was you know Cavs versus Rooks, Mm -hmm. and it came down to the half court shot. I mean, you know, traditionally 
you know, it seemed like a pretty fast time for the rookies, you know. So, yeah. like, you Took know, make seven shots. Yeah, like, that's pretty quick. Like, everybody around one time and then one more. Or, I'm sorry, everybody around twice right. and then one extra shot. Um, but then Jared Allen, I think it was. No, Evan Mobley, Mobley. comes in and hits it on the second attempt yeah. for the Cavs as a team. And that was it. I mean, it's like, yeah. dang it. It seemed like it was just – you know, the Rooks had it for the upset, mm-hmm. but no, you know, Cleveland came away uh, with, you know, one of many things uh, last night uh, as far as the state of Cleveland goes. But, you know, Cleveland Cleveland squad won it. Yeah, um, it was, it that was, was a nice, nice payout to have my faith in the team Cavs payoff there for me. So, And uh, personally, BJ, and, you know, maybe I'm just, you know, scrapping everything Silver's putting together here. But I want to take it back to how they used to do it. <laughs> I want the I want the bracket of somebody versus somebody running down the court, weaving, passing in the shoot, you know, layup, three pointer, you know, this yeah. What it is, what it's supposed to be, what it always was, what we know truly as the skills challenge, yeah. you know, in that bracket format. I like that so much better um, in previous years that they've had. So. I wanted to go back. To I, I, I liked I liked having the teams this year. I thought that that you was interesting. Okay. I, I liked it because like uh, you know it, it felt like it went quicker. Um, okay. And then you know I lo- I love the themes that they had. You know it was in Cleveland, so you had the three talented calves. You know then you had the rooks, and then you had the Antetokounmpo's. Um, you know I don't know what they're going to be able to do. You know in in the upcoming years, are they going to have the the Ball brothers as we talked about? Uh, last yeah, that's week. what I was about to just say. You know, that's the only way. I like. I'll take that for next year if they can take. You know, Holiday Brothers, Ball Brothers, mm-hmm. onto the Coon Pros, and do it like that. Yeah. Um, if do I we, wish there was a third Curry, so we could have all three Curries. That would be do, great. Do we know where this the All Star Game is going to be next year by chance? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I know that it's out there. I mean, if yeah. you're asking about when the uh, uh, WNBA one was going to be, we wouldn't know the answer. Yeah, I was I, I I I thought it was out there, but I couldn't remember. I thought maybe you would know because I'm Salt trying Lake to City. Salt Lake City. So yeah. you can have like uh, Gobert, Mitchell, and uh, Ingles or something like Team Jazz next year. That well, somebody else. <laughs> I, 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 I I remembered that at the last second, but yeah. the words had already come out of my mouth. But you you know what I mean. You can have you three members of the Jazz. And have a team jazz. You could you could do this every year with you know three brothers and the team, the home host team, and then the rooks. I, I think that could work in theory. But mm-hmm. then you've got to also think, well, you're going to run out of of three brothers uh, pretty quickly here in the NBA. So you've either got to figure something else out to like you know that's something that's more sustainable going forward, like a you know a, a maybe the you go four duos instead of three triplets and you got like a G league member participating or something. I don't know, but, but it's, it's an, I thought it was an interesting uh, change and, and I was actually okay with it. It was definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Shout out to the Cavs once again for getting that done. Um, let's go on to the other part of that Saturday night. BJ, mm-hmm. the three-point contest. Um, both Ooh. of our picks went down. Um, yours a little bit earlier than mine, I believe. Yeah, um, let's, let's not remind me. <laughs> no, but, I 
but that's and that's the thing is you know I, I went with a little bit under the radar pick and and so I wasn't kind of really wasn't surprised if if I'd been honest with you you know I, I feel like Trey Young had to be considered the favorite and yeah. he got pretty close to winning it all but even I was surprised that he didn't win it if he didn't have a slow start he probably would have because he was heating up at the yeah. end um, yeah but uh you know my pick Patty Mills where he where he went wrong he missed the whole first rack <laughs> He missed the can't, whole. Can't do that. Track. Yo, can't yeah. do that. I mean, he heated up later. I think he made a. He might have made one of the four point balls or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he missed the whole first round, and yeah. that, that doomed him from the jump uh, early yeah. on. You know, he was still in it, like close. You know, to being in the final shootout and winning it. You know, but yeah, you know, missing that whole first rack was really costly. But Carl Anthony Towns came away with it. Uh, the first big since. Uh, Kevin Love to win it, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's funny that they were both Timberwolves when they won it. Yeah, as that's well. Fun. That is funny. Yeah, Timberwolves breeding <laughs> three point shooting bigs that they can't keep. That's crazy. They probably <laughs> won't be able to keep Carl Anthony Towns anyway. I'm speaking uh, that, maybe speaking that out there. Maybe not. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was he was going crazy with it. He had 29 in the final round, beating what Devin Booker had last year. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. Like we thought Booker was going crazy, like. And then Carl Anthony Towns out does it. Do you uh, do you attribute it that to having the the three point ball or the four point ball or whatever as why he he got to beat the score? Like if you if you keep doing like further distance for more points, this this gonna keep happening where somebody gets the most points in the final round. We'll we'll continue to see that get broken. Well, I mean, it it helps a little bit. Like if you're down and then you hit a four, like you get that little bit extra you know, at one point on that extra ball. But yeah, um, I don't think it makes too much of a difference because, I mean, if you're hot, you're hot. I mean, yeah, you know, because like Curry, I mean, if he wanted to, you know, participate this year, I'm sure he could have, you know, beaten what Devin Booker did last year and outscored what Carl Anthony Towns did this year. You could, um, you could give Steph Curry a shot from the other side of half court three-point line. He'd probably still make it in. Yeah. You give him 10 points for it. He'd be yeah. the only one probably. Yeah, but uh, the four-point ball certainly helps. Mm-hmm. Um, you do – I mean, you still have a whole lot of chances anyway, but still, um, yeah. you know, you make one of those. And if you make both, I mean, you're definitely setting records. You hit both. But, I mean, you could make both and then miss a whole rack. And then, I mean, that's only like, what, one, three? Like, it's, it's only three points out of that at that point. So Yeah. Or, or less even because that last ball's two or, you know, extra. Yeah, yeah. So, but congratulations to Carl Anthony Towns. Three-point exactly, contest yeah. was entertaining. Yeah, it um, was. One thing that wasn't, though, was that stinking dunk contest. Oh. <laughs> True. I mean, <sighs> that's the thing is, like, <sighs> with the dunk contest, you get so many, like, false starts where as long as you don't go with your arm down, it doesn't count as attempt. So you can do it look, like, really stupid trying something and then, you know, bail halfway because you realize you're not going to be able to throw it down and it doesn't count against you. And so we're just sitting around twiddling our thumbs, wasting time. We suffered so much due to that. But I mean, it's not the fact of that rule. It's the fact that these dunkers weren't prepared. So like they were trying dunks that they can't like, you know, do like without a doubt, you know, or haven't, you know, made more than once. So like, Jalen Green, when he was trying that from out of bounds, like Mm -hmm. he's clearly only made that probably 
once before, maybe a couple of times. Like he got it back to back and he was like, oh yeah, this is my stuff. I'm going to put it in the dunk contest. Like, mm-hmm. it, like he obviously hasn't worked on that enough to where, you know, He's he didn't have to, yeah. yeah, he didn't have to try that so many times. Yeah. And, you know, some other people had some issues as well. Cole Anthony early with the Timberlands. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that's what really drug it out. It's not the fact of, you know, yeah. the attempt, you know, them getting to redo it. It's just they weren't prepared. Yeah. And, you know, Toscano Anderson, either my pick. I was, I was, that was way too much of a reach there. Pretend yeah. I didn't do that. Hey, at least you got him in the finals. It's not like you went with, with somebody that, that didn't even make it to the finals or anything. Right. I don't know how he made the finals, but he did. And I, I think it it's was, because Cole Anthony got such a bad start and, and that's what ultimately was the difference. Yeah, and and uh and uh what's his face did so bad too. Um, yeah, uh Green Jalen Green. Jalen yeah. Green, yeah, and all those attempts. But it was it was bad to watch, you know. Nothing was just you know outstanding. Obi Toppin's first dunk was good, you know. He didn't mm-hmm. do a finisher dunk because I mean he already had it wrapped up. Yeah, just to yeah. you know kind of lay in. But um, I think he did one where he tapped it off the glass and tapped it back and dunked it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think the and, first and one that, was the better one. Yeah, um, the first one was I think because yeah. I was listening to uh the tnt commentators and they had a really good point said i don't want to i don't want to be wowed that i have to see the instant replay to appreciate how good the dunk is like that was the thing with vince carter's dunk like what really was just like jaw dropping nobody had seen that before and you know i mean maybe you don't have a little bit of creativity there but the fact that he was able to contort his body and and throw it down that hard i mean it just like i'm i i i I know it's physically impossible, Drew, but I think the only thing that the NBA dunk contest has not seen that would really be like a jaw-dropping moment these days is if you dunk the ball and you grab onto the rim and you're able to like contort yourself to go down through the hole following the ball or something like that. Oh, my. Like if, if you're able to do that, like nobody's ever seen that before. And I, I know it's physically impossible, but that's about the only thing I think that really could get, you know – some guys bj wants you to go down the basket he wants you to go with the ball down the hoop yeah like like santa claus down a chimney yeah (laughs) maybe these are large individuals bj i know you think dirk is gonna make his way in that hoop and down even curry that's why Maybe I said it. That's why, that's why work, I said it's physically. In, that's why I said it's physically yeah. impossible. But if yeah. you have some kind of magic where you could do that, that would be like that would be probably the last thing I think you could do that would be jaw dropping. But everything else, I feel like has already been done. I don't know, you know, what kinds of creative things you can well, I mean, like, do with it. When you see, like, I don't remember what this was called, but like, there used to be something on TNT that, like. Uh, Kenny was a judge. Shaq was a judge. Chuck was a judge. They had like a dunk contest thing on there where those came. Well, those guys came in like they had a whole bunch of stuff we had never seen. Um, And like their athletic ability and their crazy abilities to dunk. Like I'm surprised that players over the years haven't poached some of those like famous dunkers stuff of what they do. So I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have plenty of stuff that, you know, there's more stuff out there to try. Bring in the Globetrotters or something. Give us something that it's not just like, you know. Like throw it off the backboard, catch it, kiss it, and dunk it. Yeah. Like who's done that? Who's done no, that? No, nobody that I know. I, I liked, you know, when. Catch uh, it, I think kiss it, was, it, point at the fans, dunk it. 
Boom. Was it was it Jalen Green or was it Cole Anthony that got uh, Dr. J to sign the ball and then he went and dunked the ABA ball that oh, J- Dr. J signed? I didn't see that one actually. Okay, I think it was the first round. Uh, I thought that that was pretty pretty good, uh, just because it's like you know, hey, you've got living legends as a judge. You get him to sign the ball and then you dunk that same ball. I think maybe as an homage to him, but I couldn't remember. Uh, I thought that was I thought that was really cool. Heck yeah. But well, anyway. uh, that is the, that's the, all the events from the Saturday night. Yeah. Congrats to Obi Toppin. Um, who, shout out pretty, Obi. Yeah. He's a, he's a freak dunker anyway. Yeah. Should have won it last year. Happy he got yeah. to win it this year. So, yeah. We're, we're not going to talk about dunk contests. Now we'll be here all night as we talk about Dennis McGee. No. Yeah. Um, but we're going to move into Sunday. Obviously, BJ All Star game. Ooh, the low man. down draft. I wish I had my paper. I do have. I have. Uh, oops, there see. we go. You got both teams. Yeah, I've got both teams. Like so. what I wanted to do was see which of our teams that we drafted had the most players on Team LeBron, whom won the All Star game. Let's see. Okay, so you had three of the five starters from Team LeBron. Yeah. Uh, you had Luca. You had Donovan Mitchell. You had Chris Paul, and you had Fred Van Vliet. So, you had, I believe, seven. Oh, seven out of the twelve. Right? Yeah. Is it twelve? Yeah. I, I, so. I, I have. I have. Uh, let's see. Well, let's see. Harden was not playing, so we had to. Uh, was Jared Allen on Team LeBron? Do you remember? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he had so to you had him. eight. You had eight of the twelve. Ah, so. ah, ah, Still almost lost, though. I'm the champion. Still almost lost. Almost, but I didn't. You I'm needed sixteen three pointers from Steph Curry, which has never been seen before. Will probably <laughs> never be seen again. That was insane. That's Dude. the best part of the whole weekend was exactly. everything he was doing. Yeah. And like as we were watching it and doing it together over on Twitch, BJ, like everything, mm-hmm. like you were a little bit ahead, so like you know we'd see the action and then like another three from half court. Oh my god! And then he just keeps going. It's just like, are you serious? And it just it was, was it joke. kept yeah. He could he couldn't miss. It seemed like at times until we are so spoiled, BJ. We are I know. so spoiled with the greatest. until the until the fourth quarter when when the teams were actually trying hard to play defense because you had to get to the target score. Then Curry felt like he went ice cold. Then, uh, but I think he was probably just tired because he made so many and shot so many. But right, he attempted like what 21, 25 threes, made sixteen. Uh, yeah, that sounds. He right. made over Somewhere half of his threes. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was. I mean, at one point, at one point, he had like, uh, he had made all but one. He was like sixteen of seventeen, yeah. or something like that, and think then he think, missed the rest. Yeah, think about that. Like six. He was going oh, for fifty just made, on threes alone. He made sixteen threes and shot over fifty percent. Yeah, as you made them. Just. Unreal, man. And the last Unreal. bucket was a floater, though, to get him to exactly 50, or he would have gotten uh, 51. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was that was crazy. It was awesome, man. Whew. I'm going to miss him when he retires. Like, you know, you know, talk about missing LeBron mm-hmm. and, you know, all the other players we're going to, you know, lose over the next handful of years or so as they deteriorate and go into retirement to their mm-hmm. families. Man, just the greatness of Curry, like, you know, We've got to 
that talk has got to be start picking up as he gets into his, you know, towards his mid thirties ish. And, um, I don't know. He's what, 32 or something like that right now? 32, 33. Yeah. So like early thirties for Curry. Yeah. He was, he was, let's see. He's about, I think he's 35. He he came out in 08. And if he was 21 or 22, then, then it's been about 13 years, 14 years. So. Okay. He's getting, he's getting up to be mid thirties now. Yeah. So we don't have much time with him left. Um, so. It's, it's he's, so he's crazy probably to got say the, that. He's probably got five or so years left, I would say. Yeah. He'll he'll probably – yeah. I mean, I think LeBron will, will retire before he does because LeBron had like a five-year head start. Oh, yeah. But also – I mean, also think about this. Uh, Curry Curry went to Davidson for four years. If he had gone straight to the NBA, I think he's he'd be like one year behind uh, LeBron in, in terms of when he would have gone to the NBA. As a result, he he you know he had four years in college, and so he he could be even higher up uh, than than he is now. Man, you think of you talk about him being higher up where he is now. Um, you know, obviously, starting you know ahead of college would have been um, you know giving him extra years in the mm-hmm. NBA. Uh, I don't know. He definitely, in my opinion, wasn't ready at that time. Yeah, uh, that's and yeah, that's obviously why he, why went, he went. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, just talking about what he could have done, mm-hmm. BJ. It's you know, if he hadn't gotten injured in his early years as well, you know, the greatest shooter of all time is not going to be that high on the all-time scoring list. Yeah, Curry currently sits at 49th right now, and you talk about him probably having about five, six years left, and. Mm-hmm. You know what? At peak performance level, I would say two more because, like, he was an MVP conversation right now. So, mm-hmm. two more, you know, top of the league type seasons, uh, and then you know start to tickle down a little bit. But um, also, also think about like how long, like, even after Ray Allen was no longer considered, you know, like the best uh, scorer or whatnot, he was still making big clutch threes in his later years. Curry could be doing the same exact thing. And, you know, if he's shooting a lot of threes, as, as he always does, you know, three points count for more than two points, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's simple math. So he could still theoretically climb into the top 30, top, you know, 25. All oh, time. I mean, he's going he's gonna to climb up a little bit. So, I mean, like, don't mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I mean, he's sitting at 49 right now. He's, a, he's just under 20K points. He's got 19,000. Mm-hmm. 827 and if he gets i mean if he gets 200 you know that boosts him up 10 spots or i'm sorry is that 2000 20,000 yeah if he gets 2000 yeah if he gets 2000 more that boosts him up 10 spots on the all-time list just 2000 points just 2000 points yeah that's maybe like what a season that could be yeah so that's one season's worth so I mean, I don't think Curry's going to get to 25K. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get 25K. What I do think, and it's going to be weird to say it when it probably happens, I think he passes Wade on the all-time list, which, okay. I mean, both had injuries. Curry had early mm-hmm. ankle injuries and then, you know, went on to his peak, whereas Wade had his near, knee injuries during later. his peak. Yeah, and later yeah. on. Yeah, and later in his career. Um, Dwayne Wade only 30th on the all time list at 23,165. 
So Curry not far behind, just about a little under four thousand. I think if if Curry stays healthy, I think he could pass twenty five k. You're talking about twenty five k. If if you're talking about him having another season or two potentially of around two thousand points, that'll put him at twenty three, right? That'll put him at twenty three k essentially. And then let's say he has three three seasons where he doesn't score two thousand points, but he still gets maybe between. 1500 to 1700 or something like that. I think that would be more than enough to get him past 25k. Let me see if I can get his total points. Yeah. Okay, so like MVP seasons Curry. Yeah, I mean, it was floating around 1900. He had 2375 and 1516, which was insane. Just absurd. Um and he had the most last year. He's only hit 2,000 in a season twice, and that was at his absolute peak. So let's just say, and right now he's at 1,393. So he'll he'll get to close to 2,000 again. Mm -hmm. So another 700. I think, oh, man, BJ, that's that's hard to – that's a tough call to say whether he's going to get to 25K or not. Um, It's going to be interesting. I I think it'll be probably come close. I I think he gets it. Maybe he you know hits enough threes that instead of you know uh, playing a lot of minutes, he he makes the most out of them and 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 shoots a lot of threes. But well, uh, I tell you what, BJ, top or twenty five K gets you in the top twenty five. There you go. If he if he gets there, then he's in the top twenty five. Sounds good. And he'll he'll pass. Let me tell you the players he'll pass if he gets to twenty five K. All right. Got some, got some good names in yeah. here, and I'll probably boost him up the list even more if he rises up pretty high. Uh, Patrick Ewing. Oh, yeah. Ray Allen. Yeah. Allen Iverson. Charles Barkley. D Wade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Clyde Drexler. Mm-hmm. Larry Bird. Oh, wow. David Robinson. Yeah. The Admiral. And George Iceman Gervin. Wow. Yeah, those are Notable I mean names. all ti- all timers right there. And if you get a little bit past 25k, mm-hmm. you could pass Jerry West. And all you would need to pass these couple of people is a couple hundred, a few hundred. Okay. So, okay. if you get 25 300, you're going to pass Jerry West and Reggie Miller. Ooh, wow. But he's Curry will I don't know if he will get into the top twenty. Yeah, there's some I, other players on the on brink right now that will boost up into the top twenty. So, you know, KD's twenty three right now. Uh, Harden's down here at thirty two. Westbrook's at thirty three. Um, Chris Paul's at forty one. Which I don't know if he'll. I he. I don't know if he will, but I, I Westbrook, Harden, and KD will boost up some. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I don't know if he'll make top twenty. Yeah. Don't know. It's it's possible, but I don't see it. I see twenty five. Yeah, because by the time these others, because they're all, all all the ones, Harden and Westbrook are going to get the twenty five k. They're they're both just a couple hundred away. Mm-hmm. Um, if he wants to get, man, I think the threshold is going to be Alex English. Like once these guys get boosted up, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna make it, but it'll be close. It just depends it, on if he, you know, health, health provide health, health, health willing mm-hmm. is if he's gonna be able to do it. 
but yeah. you know, he's Curry, so it's possible. Stay healthy, Curry. That's all yeah. we ask. Very much possible. Okay, BJ. Yeah. You like basketball, right? That's, oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. You love basketball. I love <laughs> basketball. I was about I to hope, say, what are you thinking, Drew? And I hope everybody that listens to our show loves basketball as well. We like to talk. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. To our fans, you know, hoops fans in particular, because the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. If It's that simple. Yeah, Drew, I wish we'd seen one of those uh, too good to pass up kind of dunks in the dunk contest. You could be like me. I turned $7.50 into $22 on Saturday during the All-Star Weekend festivities. Uh through the use of betting, obviously. So uh, don't worry if sports books aren't available in your state yet. You can still take your shot at a big payday because everyone can pay for play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily, Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Also in the bottom right-hand corner, don't forget 21-plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's G-A-M-B-L-E-R. In Tennessee, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877 877-8- Hope NY or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine. All right, Drew. I know we've got some fans out here in the Twitch comments for us today as we get into the lowdown second half of our show and the second half of the NBA season. Drew, it's exciting time to see what's going to happen because that Eastern Conference. Oh my goodness, it just looks wide open. It is. It is. And shout out to Angel in the chat over here on Twitch. He said he's at work just stopping by to show some love. Appreciate the love, Angel. Appreciate you. Um, Yeah, the Eastern Conference is kind of open here, BJ. Some things are kind of changing, though, that might change some things around the East. It is – it's the fact that Kyrie Irving might start getting to play all these games. I I Um, heard about that, yeah. New York about to lift uh, that situation that's held Kyrie back, um, you know, partly of his own doing as far as a mask mandate. Yeah, so they're going to get their point guard back. And soon, you know, here in a few weeks, I anticipate they get their MVP. 
back as well and Kevin Durant. And yeah. depending on what he what kind of tear he goes on when he comes back, if he goes on a tear, then um, he could still be in contention for that MVP. Who knows? But, yeah. you know, the others are still, you know, firmly ahead of him right now. And Embiid and Jokic really kind of gunning for it, uh, along with Giannis still in the race. But, you know, this second half or this last stretch of the season is going to tell who the real MVP is this year for sure. But, mm-hmm. you know, the Nets get their guy back. You know, they've made a trade. Uh, got Ben Simmons now, so they get to see what that is all going to work like in that mix together and those other acquisitions. They got Curry as well, Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. So got some nice key acquisitions in the exchange for James Harden there. So and Brooklyn is looking nice. Also, now. don't forget that Goran Dragic decided to go sign with the Nets as opposed to coming to Dallas, as had been indicated previously, which continues to just mind boggle me that the Mavericks didn't trade Porzingis to Toronto. But that's a story for another day. Yeah, Drogic, he is going back to play for his old teammate and Steve Nash when mm-hmm. they were playing together on the Suns early in Drogic's career, yeah. back when Steve Nash was an MVP. So definitely that relationship brought them back together. Um, but, yeah, you know, the East wide open, you know, Milwaukee's still balling. You know, they've they've got some healthy players there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're still doing what they can do. The Heat are on a roll atop the – Top the East right now. Uh, I believe right now tied with Chicago, who's rolling. Correct. DeMar DeRozan yeah. playing his best basketball of his career uh, alongside Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic over there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, kind of the bottom part of the playoff race is kind of feisty too, and they're not too far behind. It's all close, you know, within like a handful of games, BJ. Yeah. Uh, Toronto fighting. Yeah. Um, you know, some other teams right there on the bubble, you know, Atlanta Hawks. Hornets, mm-hmm. um, Celtics still in the mix as well. Tatum and Brown out there. Celtics um, have jumped so. up considerably. They went on an impressive, what was it, 11-game winning streak or something like that yeah. before the All-Star break. And then uh, so they're the one of the hottest teams in the East coming in 9-1 and one in their last 10. But that one loss, of course, was the last one before the uh, All-Star break. They come in right now a half game ahead of Toronto at 6. And you can't uh, forget about those feisty game. Cavs. Oh yeah, tied for third, but with the same record as the Sixers and the Bucks. Yeah, and yeah, and Three we and didn't even mention the Sixers. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's wide open over there. So, Bro- I mean, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and Char- Brooklyn and Charlotte have been on like so bad skids as of late, yet they're still eight and nine in the East right now. Like Brooklyn's only seven back. I mean, it's going to be tough to make up that ground now, but. You get KD back, you get Kyrie to play. It's still possible they don't have to play in the play-in tournament. Yeah, they're going to be able to get it together and get out of that play-in situation, I think, um, mm-hmm. as long as KD is healthy enough to you know continue without any any setbacks and all that, and they really do get Kyrie back full-time. You know, Kyrie, KD, you know, Ben Simmons, who won't have to worry ever anymore about – you know, shooting that basketball in a crunch time situation or anything <laughs> like that, because he's got two guys that are more than willing to do it for him yeah. in KD and Kyrie. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, playoffs in the East are going to be so fun to watch. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you that. Uh, one thing I do want to look at within this race for the playoffs, BJ, is the, mm-hmm. the strength of schedule going on between uh, the teams that are all fighting for position uh, in the playoffs um, and, and seeding purposes as well. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the 10 toughest remaining schedules. Okay. Um, toughest going to the Milwaukee Bucks. 
the strength of schedule opponent, um, 554. Mm-hmm. Uh, 22 games left, toughest opponents. I got to play the Suns once, Warriors once, Grizzlies once, Heat once, and the Bulls three times. Next up, the Bulls. Ooh, that is tough. Right behind them with the second hardest schedule to finish the season, 23 games. They have to play the Suns, Grizzlies, Heat twice, Jazz, 76ers, and, of course, the Bucks a few times. Yeah. Right behind them, the Lakers, who are struggling and can't afford to have this tough schedule. Yeah, we were just talking about the East, but the Lakers right now ninth in the West. Nine. Strength of schedule, 538 for the Lakers to finish things out. 24 games. Got to play the Suns twice, Warriors twice, Jazz, 76ers, and Cavs. Man. And right behind them, fighting for life in the East. We didn't mention this team, the Knicks. 529 strength of schedule here, 23 games left. Got to play the Suns, Grizzlies, Heat twice, Bulls, and Jazz. They are right now 12th in the East. They're about, I believe, let's see, that is four and a half back of Atlanta for the just to get to the 10th, to get into the play-in. Oof, Knicks ailing out there. Yeah, they're and, they're even behind Washington right now. Yeah, Washington. That's that's kind of crazy. Uh, uh, the Jazz up next. Uh, Twenty four games left in their schedule. Five seventeen strength of schedule. Facing the Suns twice. Got to play the Warriors, Grizzlies, Bulls, and Bucks. Yeah, and that's that's interesting to consider because Jazz right now have a one and a half game lead over the Mavs for the fourth spot. Uh, it could very easily they could very easily drop down to five or maybe even six, depending upon how good the Nuggets look in the the last half of the the schedule. And I'm glad you mentioned the Mavs, BJ. We'll talk about them in a second. All right. Um, Timberwolves. Wait, I just said Timberwolves. No, you talked. Just said Jazz. Okay, Timberwolves. In. I just want to make sure. Timberwolves five sixteen twenty three games. Playing Suns, Warriors, Grizzlies, Heat, and Bulls in that stretch. Warriors next, who are fighting atop the West. A lot of West teams here with a tough schedule to finish. 5-13 strength of schedule, 23 games. Got to play the Suns, Grizzlies, Heat, Jazz, and Bucks. It's going to be tough for Golden State to get back uh, to be in contention for the one seed. They're right now six and a half back. I know they do play the Suns again, but I think that the Suns just – Right now, they've been so good. I think they've got the one seed pretty much all but locked up. Next up, Pelicans. Won't really talk about them. They're not going to make the playoffs more than likely. So Tied with the Spurs, two back of Portland right now for that 10 spot. Ooh. It could be interesting. You know what? Yeah, with, we'll talk about them. But, but, with, uh, but with that strength of schedule, it might might not happen. Yeah, eighth hardest schedule to finish the season in 23 games. Got to face the Suns and Grizzlies twice. Warriors, Bulls, Jazz one time. Next up, another team trying to make the playoffs as well for the first time in a while. The Kings, 5-0-5, strength of schedule and 22 games left. Got to play the Suns twice and also play Warriors, Heat, Bulls, Jazz. 13th in the West right now. They are four and a half back of that uh, 10 spot. I, I don't see it. Well, they had a shakeup in their team, so who knows? The new Kings might make the playoffs. Maybe. Last but not least, 10th spot, 10th toughest schedule, Celtics to finish it out in 22 games. 5-0-3, strength of schedule. Got to face the Grizzlies twice. Got to play the Warriors, Heat, Bulls, and Jazz once. 
it's a good thing they climbed when they did because that is i mean not necessarily it could, it could be tougher but right now they're in well positioned at six with a half game lead to you know as long as they can just kind of sustain the blows and keep pace uh whatever toronto does as long as they stay ahead of them to avoid the play in it's going to be really interesting we talked about you know the east and how close that it all is all right and now we're going to go to the 10 easiest ones in the league going from 10th easiest down to the easiest starting with the magic in 22 games left a strength of schedule of 488 yeah that should be interesting they're right now one game ahead of detroit is the worst team uh in the east in terms of getting uh higher odds in the lottery they right now have the worst record in the nba yeah Next up, Cavs, which is favorable for their chances and seeding on the eastern side of things. 487 strength of schedule, 24 games left. Followed by the Nuggets, who are actually tied with them. Same amount of games left. And then the Raptors, 486 strength of schedule, 25 games left. Could be very interesting. Then Suns. Finish with an easy <laughs> schedule. <laughs> it's 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 everything's been easy for them this year. They don't need a necessarily easy schedule because they make it look too easy. Right, and now your your top five easiest schedules: Hawks four eighty three strength of schedule. So that gives them an advantage to try and make the playoff slash play in. Yeah, right now they're in ten, tied tied with the the same record. Uh, or they they've got they played two less games than Charlotte, so they're both they're still nine and a half back of the top spot, but they're essentially tied for nine right now, so they could easily climb up above Charlotte. And the Wizards in the fourth easiest schedule, four seventy two strength of schedule, twenty four games. Watch out, Wizards one game back of Charlotte and Atlanta, they could easily climb back into that play in tournament. KP gonna lead them? I mean, he could. He could. Lead himself back to the injury report is probably what's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> top three easiest schedules, Grizzlies. Third wow. easiest schedule, 470 strength of schedule in just 22 games left. Second to second to last, or second easiest, I should say. Mm-hmm. Trailblazers at 458 with 23 games left. And last but not least, our old coaches, squad the indiana pacers with a 456 strength of schedule with 22 games left and bj i highlighted the mavs earlier because they're not on either one of those they're in the middle they don't have a super easy schedule they don't have a really hard schedule they've got somewhere in the middle Mm -hmm. so what would you grade? what first i want to ask what would you grade the strength of schedule for the first part of the season so far for dallas don't uh, base the, that on our win like, loss record. Yeah, base it on like looking at it just you know coming in and like yeah the, the strength of schedule for what we've done so far. Yeah. You know, it feels like the Mass have played a lot of tough games already this year. Um that you know they've had several games that they've played with the Suns, they played them close, they played the Warriors three, I think three times already. Uh, and, and they, I think they've won two of those games. Um, you know, they've played the jazz a couple times. I think they won three of the games against Memphis on the season. They've already played all four of those. 
Um, if I had to guess the strength of schedule for the Mavs in the first half, I'd say it's up around in the top five. I don't know exactly where I'd put it, but I think it's been a really tough schedule so far. I want to highlight the uh... – what Matt, what Mavs have in the in the bottom part of the schedule here, you know, as a middle okay. of the pack schedule, uh, they have to face Utah three times, mm-hmm. Golden State twice, mm-hmm. got to play Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Milwaukee, uh, Cleveland, Philly, Minnesota twice, and the Lakers twice. Okay. Interesting. I think the the front end of the schedule was harder than this back end. Yeah, I think so too. That's where I'm gonna stick with. Yeah. Um BJ, in light of the race to the playoffs, you know, are, are there any teams that are on the outside looking in right now? This this can count as play in tournament teams mm-hmm. that will not be on the outside looking in come Seating time uh, that won't be playing for their lives. So, like, you you think that of uh, teams that are going to so fall for example, out? Do you think that the Lakers, who are like an eight nine seed, will be a mm-hmm. six seed by playoff time, or do you think the Knicks, who are outside of even the play in tournament, will be a six seed by playoff time? No. Uh, I I would say uh, the teams that are kind of well positioned right now are already in the, the playing tournament range. I don't see. Uh, I mean Washington are they're six back of Boston to avoid the playing tournament, mm-hmm. uh, and I I think they're well positioned to move up into at least the playing tournament. But other than that, I mean, you're you're talking about like somebody like a San Antonio or New Orleans jumping Portland, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the T Wolves, and even the Nuggets to get to six. I I just I I think other than Washington and even Washington, I'm I'm a little bit skeptical on. Uh, I think Washington could climb in the playing tournament, but if anybody's going to climb from out of the playoff race into the playoff race, I think they're going to get stuck in that playoff playing tournament range. I don't. I don't see anybody that's not in the playing tournament right now avoiding the playoff tournament and, and going up into the, the top six. And second, on the second end of that question, do you think anybody that is at the top will drop down or that anybody that is not in play in tournament, whether it's seven seed, eight seed, or you're a nine or 10, you know, that is top six that will fall to play in tournament. See that's that's the more tough question because in the East that it you could have a bad week or two you could have a major injury and that could drop you from you know being tied for third into that seventh spot just because of how close everything is so I'm gonna say no hoping that everybody stays healthy um, I really don't see it happening in the West either I think that. I, you know, your Phoenix is a, a class above everybody else. Golden State is is going to be interesting to see um, how they finish off the second half. I don't think they're going to necessarily relinquish that two seed. Memphis, I think, could come back down to earth a little bit. The Jazz could as well. 
Mm-hmm. The Mavericks, you know, I don't, I don't see them. I don't see them dropping because the way they play defense, I think they've, you play, uh, they think they've played well enough to, to keep themselves in the top six. Denver, if they, if the injuries, you know, like we said, they played well despite the injuries, but if they get another major one, you know, hope, hope that that doesn't happen, you could potentially see them drop down and, and that could just derail their season if they suffer another injury. But other than those teams, I'm going to say no. BJ, I'm going to say yes because okay. – and, and I'm going to go with the Boston Celtics because they have the 10th hardest schedule going into this this last stretch of the season, and then the Nets are going to get healthier. So mm-hmm. Nets get healthier, Nets go back up into a top six position. Mm-hmm. That automatically puts the Celtics in the play-in tournament. I okay. think that is something very, very realistic for them. And also, you know, they're right neck and neck with Toronto. And Toronto's playing good ball. So, you mean, you know, that could flip either way, you know, whether the Nets jump or not. You know, it could be a total mm-hmm. shuffle. You know, Nets and Celtics could flip. It could be, you know, Nets six, Raptors seven, Celtics eight. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, maybe Hornets make a jump. They're not far behind either. So, um, but I, I think the Celtics will fall into the play-in tournament because of their degree of difficulty here in the back end of the, the schedule here. But didn't and you say Milwaukee had a tougher schedule than Boston? They do, but, I mean, it's Milwaukee, though. I, I, I don't yeah, think that I, they'll I, falter to the play-in. I, don't I, 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 I agree. I mean, I, I don't think so either, but, I mean, you, you get into a, a bad stretch of games that they're only – two games ahead of Boston right now. So it's not necessarily a sure thing that they're going to finish top six. I don't think they'll drop to the playing tournament, but you know, I, I don't necessarily think that Boston is the, you know, the only team that could potentially move down. If, if, you know, Brooklyn moves up, Toronto potentially move up, you know, I think you could possibly. Well, I mean, just mainly based off the impact of these schedules here, the easiest yeah. and the, and the hardest. I think the mm-hmm. Bucks are a better team, and they'll be able to withstand oh, yeah. their tough schedule. I think, I think so the too. Celtics have weaknesses, and you know they could and they could drop a couple of you know just enough to where it puts them in the plan. Yeah. Um. And on on the back end of it, the easiest side, people who are going to benefit, uh, I think the Grizzlies will benefit heavily. Um, third mm-hmm. easiest in the league to finish it. You know they're already atop the West right now. I mean they're not Top first, three. obviously. Yeah. They're third, but um, I think that at least keeps them pace with where they are, if not snag a two seed, because they're only a game and a half behind Golden State. Yeah, I, so I, they I think they'll, very... I think they'll still, still finish third. I think, I think Golden State, even with, with having a little bit tougher schedule, I think is still going to finish second. Yeah, Suns have a pretty one of the easier schedules to finish at the sixth easiest, so they'll maintain the number. The rich one get spot, richer, even without Chris Paul, I believe. Yeah. Um, either either way, they still have enough of a lead between one and two to where it's not going to close again. That was that was funny that he came in the All Star game the same day <laughs> that the news came out that he was going to miss like six to eight weeks. And then a team that could benefit from their easier schedule at the end and make themselves—I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but they'll or like or not have to play in the play-in. But I, it will. It'll make their chances of making the playoffs easier by having an easier play-in opponent. I think they'll rise into, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. They have an easier chance now. 
I don't know. They have a lot of competition right here at the bottom, but it's so close. You know, I think I think that the Hawks yeah, still just, they have a chance. Um, they're they're the fifth easiest schedule mm-hmm. to finish the season. So, you know, if if they don't make it or even don't make the play in tournament, then I don't even know what to say. Like, yeah. you make an Eastern Conference final, then not make the playoffs. Woof. Yeah, um, and not really lose anybody besides like Cam Reddish, and so mm-hmm. that's kind of it's not kind of not good. Um, yeah. I think the Nuggets might benefit seating wise, you know, just a couple of spots and. You know, they're going to get Jamal Murray back at some point. They won't get Michael Porter Jr., but they'll get Murray. Um, whether that's, you know, at playoff time or not, you know, he's still going to help because he's, yeah. he's a pretty clutch player when he comes back. And yeah. uh, the Raptors, uh, it, it could keep them out of the play-in. You know, I mentioned them a second ago, but I don't know. I mean, it's just, you know, teams I think that have a chance oh, yeah. um, to, to uh, you know, swing their stuff one way or the other. It's going to be very interesting to watch as we go through the the last 20 some odd games of the schedule. Yeah, definitely, BJ. Um, Let's go ahead and shift gears and uh, make our way into this back end of the uh, show here. Uh, Talking about the Naismith Hall of Fame finalists for the next class to usher in for 2022. Um, You know, headlined by San Antonio Spurs legend and four-time NBA champion Manu Ginobili. Mm-hmm. Uh, and WNBA legend Swin Cash and Lindsey Whalen uh, out of the total 11 finalists from the North American and Women's Committees for the Hall of Fame class of 2022. Uh, other finalists include uh, Laker legend Michael Cooper, former Milwaukee Bucks forward Marquez Johnson, longtime NBA ref Hugh Evans, longtime college coach Bob Huggins, mm-hmm. uh, longtime NBA coach George Carl, mm-hmm. uh, women's college and WNBA coach Marianne Stanley, five-time all-star Tim Hardaway, and Texas girls high school basketball coach Lita Andrews. So, uh, BJ, what I, I do obviously want to highlight all these uh, individuals in, in their uh, accomplishment and being finalists for the Hall of Fame. Um, I got mm-hmm. to see Lindsey Whalen play live before, so that's it's cool to you know no players going in that I got to watch live. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously watched Manu on TV for years. Um, didn't really see the Swin Cash era. Uh, heard mm-hmm. about Michael Cooper, you know, plus his back end coaching experience in the WNBA where he won championships. Uh, Bob Bob Huggins, I know him from uh, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, George George Carl, longtime NBA Nuggets, coach, one, yeah. one of the winningest. Yeah, Coach Mello yeah. and the Nuggets. Uh, Marianne Stanley from the WNBA was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, still coaching. Yeah, uh, five all. You know, Tim Hardaway's dad, obviously Timmy Timmy J's mm-hmm. dad. Know about him and his days, and you know the legend that is Lita Andrews. Yeah, um, BJ. Uh, last year, I believe the class of 2021 um, was. A nine-member class, or was yeah. I looking at twenty twenty? Well, um, I was but, gonna say both. Both the last two years were honored. I think last year because of of COVID, because uh, you had guys like Kobe, Kevin Garnett, yeah, yeah. Tim Duncan, Paul Pierce, Chris Bosh, and Chris Weber. So I mean, right. those that that's six outstanding, you know, NBA players that okay. all went in in the same year. I got it now. So, I mean, they all were on, you know, their induction ceremony happened at the same time, but mm-hmm. um, here's, classes. here's what it was. So nine people went in in 2020 for that class mm-hmm. and then 10 went last year. So my question is, BJ, do all of them make it 
or are one or two not going to make it? And if so, which one or two don't make it? Well, let's see. Of the 11 finalists, I think you, you've got – I'm trying to think who is like slam dunk for sure. I, I think you've got uh, – I think Manu for sure is going to make it because of, uh, you know, the four-time champion, one of the best three-point shooters in that kind of six-man role. Um, I'm going to say that um, Huggins makes it for his contributions to the college game. George Carl, I think, makes it. I think Marianne Stanley makes it. Uh, I think Marquez Johnson and Swin Cash also make it. So I'm going to say six. I'm going to take six, and I'm not sure about anybody else. Um, really? Only maybe, six out maybe, of these 11? Maybe maybe Lindsey Whalen. Maybe. Wow, BJ. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 think, I think it's possible that you'll see – uh, some of these inducted in future classes. Uh, I'm, I'm just talking like specifically this year. Okay. Interesting so we'll, take. Um, and shout out to uh, Mr. Carbon, who's in the chat. Said, Drew and BJ, what's going on? What's up? Glad you're here, brother. Um, but yeah, uh, whew, BJ said, maybe Lindsey Whalen. Uh, nah, bro. I'm going to have to. I'm about to halt you right there, Lindsay Whalen. That's a, that. That's a first ballot. She's 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 making it first time yeah. in here to me. Um, I think she's a lock, no doubt. Okay. Uh, I think George Carl lock, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, Manu Ginobili lock, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Cooper lock, no doubt. Swin Cash lock, no doubt. Lita Andrews lock, no doubt. Um, I think Bob Huggins, you go ahead and put him in, you know, mm-hmm. looking at his resume, he might could have made the championship a couple more times at all those appearances, but, you know, still, you know, a model of consistency as far as making the tournament. Um, I think he's Mary one Ann of the Stanley, few, you could probably yeah. lock her in. I, I think, I think she'll get in. Uh, I, I think I'm, I'm just trying to think that, you know, uh, you know, whether they deserve, you know, whether they're locks or not, I'm, I'm trying to think just for this year, I, I think that, you could probably see everyone that was listed get in here in the next few years. I'm I'm thinking like who specifically this year. And and that's why I, I limited myself. I mean, it's per- possible that more than, you know, I, I mean, Waylon probably will be locked in, you know, they could say George Carl get in and then Bob Huggins has to wait a, a year or something like that. I, I don't know, uh, you know, who's on the, who makes up the, the deciding factors and, and who votes on, on these finalists to say who's going to get in, in the class, which will be announced in April. Well, BJ, my, uh, my case here for this is that they haven't inducted less than nine people in the past few basketball hall of fame ceremonies. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that they stay with that theme once again, at least get you nine in again this year. So I think the only possible misses are Marquez Johnson Mm -hmm. and Hugh Evans, the ref. I I would say, I would say they put in the ref instead of Tim Hardaway or that's what, that's what I was going to say. I I think that that way they, you know, make sure that all facets of of the game are, are recognized, including officiating. 
Um, right, so maybe say I, Tim Hardaway and Marquez Johnson. Everybody so, else, I think. So you're Marquez. you're you're saying nine went in between the last two years combined, or nine in each class? No, like it was there was ten last year, nine okay. in 2020, and ten in 2019. Okay, so out of and there's eleven of the listed finalists. Yeah. See, I don't know because I I think you see at least seven. But I don't know if, if, if you get more than eight. I, 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 I think, I think it do. comes down. I think the number comes down this year. I don't think it comes down this year. I think it stays at least nine and, and you okay. get you know you get those players. Um, um you know, names that I'm just gonna I'll just say names that wouldn't surprise me that mm-hmm. don't get inducted the first time. Mm-hmm. Bob Huggins. Yeah. Like I think he should, but I wouldn't necessarily be surprised. I thought he'd come um, up before, but maybe I I'm think wrong. he has, and so that's um, why I think he'll get in now. Marquez Johnson mm-hmm. and Tim Hardaway Jr. No, not Tim May- Hardaway Jr. I'm sorry, Tim Hardaway Sr. Yeah. Maybe Hugh Evans. Yeah, I, I, I think, I, I think, I think you get Huggins, and I think Hugh Evans is in uh, for officiating. I, I don't know about Hardaway, and I don't know about uh, Johnson. Okay, so I, I think we're bringing in nine. I think we're bringing in nine for sure. I think uh, I, think I don't the, think we do ten. I don't think we do ten. Yeah, I think the bigger the class, you know, more more people to honor and, and everything like that. I think that's fine. I'm, I don't have a, a po- I'm, I'm not opposed to that. I just thought that the number would come down, and you know, maybe it it, it all depends on the class each year. You're not necessarily there's no benchmark for you know. Uh, how many has to get in in a specific year. It's not like the baseball writers that are like for the baseball hall of fame, where there's so many number of voters and 75% of them have to agree on, you know, that this specific player is a hall of famer. Uh, no. So you've got more hall of famers in the basketball hall of fame as a result. No, no, I get it. And, but like, look at this class, mm-hmm. you know, what you got yeah. here, you know, like the the WNBA players are are undoubtable locks to me. Yeah, yeah, I think they're you know multi perennial all stars, champions, gold medalists. You know, yeah. they're some of the best. They're on the W twenty five team as well. I mean, yeah, they're Hall of Fame material. Uh, Marianne Stanley. I mean, mm-hmm. she's been a coach of the year in the WNBA, NCAA national yeah. champion. Yeah. Go. So I mean, she's I mean she's been there, done that. Yeah, I feel like she's a lock in. I mean, yeah. and then the all time winningest coach in high school. I mean, that's a no brainer. Um, the six winningest coach in NBA's history. That almost sounds like a no brainer to yeah. me. Um, yeah. Um, and, and, and also and Michael remember- Cooper, five time NBA champion and all defensive first team and multi time all star and multi time WNBA coach. Like, come on. I know he's going in as a player, but like he's that that's a resume that's just like, duh. Yeah, and then I, I, think I guess also, the referee tenure. I mean, you just—I don't know how long he was in. Maybe twenty plus years. Yeah, legendary ref. A lot of NBA finals, playoff games, games. Put him in. I feel like that's all there is to those. Yeah, and then uh, and then, just, then you still have the argument for Huggins. Sorry, still have yeah, the argument yeah. for Huggins. Perennial yeah. March Madness contender. You know, always there. You always got to worry about him and West Virginia, um, and. Two-time coach of the year. I think he's got a championship or two. Yeah, I think he does. So uh, I was going to say the thing you got to also remember uh, is that with the basketball Hall of Fame, 
it's not like, you know, just what you've done professionally. So if it, you know, like you said, with the, with the high school, all-time high school winning as coach, that, that does sound like, yes, that would be honored in the basketball hall of fame because yeah. it's all levels. It's college, it's right. pro, it's high school. So that's like Marquise Johnson's, you know, one like the main thing it's got here for him was consensus national college collegiate player of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I know. Um, so that's what, that's what makes it even harder to think yeah. like, dang, they might all get in. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think if the, if they were all going to get in, they would have said, "This is the class." They're not. I'm they're just. Not, they're going to narrow it down a little bit. I know, and they might. It's just hard because, like, when you think about it, and you think about in the past years, like who they've gotten in already. Like, yeah. if you think about, and, and I don't remember what ballot he was, but when Mo Cheeks made it, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't remember if that was first ballot or not. I don't um, think it was. I don't know, but Mochik still made it. Like yeah. he he made it. Like so, yeah. like Tim Hardaway is. That feels like a definite. Got to at least make it the second time. Yeah. And if Mochik's made it the first time, then there's no way Tim Hardaway's missing right now. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll, like, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, like I said, I think they they you know I think they cut it down a little bit, and then you see you know in the future some of the guys that or some of the players that. Uh, some of the people that missed this year could get in, but theoretically, I, I, that's my personal thought, but I won't be opposed yeah. if, if we get, you know, another nine person class again, I'm, I'm not, you know, going to snuff at that at all. Right. Well, sounds like it's time to play a little game, a little gamey game, a little gamey game, the game, 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 game. All right. It's time for with it or quit it. Oh Yeah. Yeah, if you're new to the show, I'll show you how it works. We're going to give, this time, Drew is going to get five questions. Usually, if we have a guest, we'll ask the guest these five questions, and they have to say whether they're with it or if they're going to quit it. Drew, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Let's get it. All right. I'm going to start with number one. I saw this article on ESPN and it was talking about like what if the NBA could go back and reset from when it was first started. And so it had some of the changes that could be made. So do you think drew that the NBA regular season should be shortened to 58 games and you can replace those missing games from going from 82 to 58 with an in-season tournament before the playoffs. With it or quit it? Boo. Boo. So that's quit it. it. Quit it. Quit it. No, I'm, I'm not with the in-season tournament stuff. Um, and for those of you that are, whether you're a long-time listener or a new listener, and this I, I'm going to address long-time listeners here. You've heard me talk about in the past when we've talked about the WNBA Commissioner's Cup, but I didn't even like that. So that was essentially type of in an in-season tournament type thing to where, you know, certain games were commissioner cup games, and then they played a championship for the commissioner's cup. Um, I'm not with, you know, the commissioner's cup in-season tournament stuff. Nah, it's yeah. just, I'm not, I'm not with that change. And you see the I, more, you, you see the more expen- experimental, you know, the league gets and Adam Silver gets, the more it's kind of shaky, like, ooh, we're kind of bordering this line of, like, I'm not sure if we really want to keep watching this. 
Because people wanted to turn the dunk contest off. They wanted to turn some aspects of All-Star Weekend off. Yeah, I think the only reason that uh, there's even talks about this is because the NBA has said so many times that they want something similar to what college basketball has with the March Madness tournament. And, you know, I just I think that works well in, in college basketball. I just don't think it works as well in the NBA. Exactly. And it needs to stay there in college where it belongs. That's that's why I I was so glad when the WNBA finally changed their format in the playoffs to where the one and done in the first two rounds is gone. And, you know, teams actually that, you know, if even if you're the eight seed finally again this year, that you You've get to have at least one playoff game at your home gym. At least one. Your fans get to have at least one no matter what. Like, yeah. it's happening. And that's great. And um, I think you just need to leave the one-and-done stuff, the tournament stuff, you know, with the college ranks, you know, leave it there. If you want to experiment with in-season tournaments, and I don't know if they've done this yet, doing the G League first. Doing the yeah. G League first and see how that goes. Like, do they like it? Um, how did your viewership go? Like, did it go up? Did you stay neutral? Did you drop? People didn't like the in-season tournament stuff. Do that model first. Use that yeah. as examples, kind of like how the NFL is about to start yeah. using the XFL. That's what I was just about model. to say. That's yeah. exactly what the NBA should be doing. I don't know how the light doesn't click on as, you know, that's what they're for. As They're developmental players in a developmental league. That's where you test stuff, you know. That's where you testing develop, players, yeah. And, yeah, testing and developing over here. You need to test and develop those ideas over there. Yeah, like that's where you play the experimental games at, not with the NBA. So I mean, even with the All Star festivities that go on for G League, if you want, if you're like, you know what, this might be cool for us, let's try it with these guys. Oh, yeah. they hated it. Maybe we shouldn't try it with them. Okay, like, oh, it's success. Maybe it'll be twice as good over here with them. Okay, we'll try it for the NBA. All right. Sounds good. All right. Number two. After signing with the Brooklyn Nets, Goran Dragic will never be on the same team as Luka Doncic for the rest of his career. With it or quit it? Quit it. They're going to play FIBA. I'm meaning in the NBA. Ah, oh, then I'm with it. (laughs) Yeah, I've. And, you know, we there we had talked about a couple of times that uh, he had indicated that he was interested in playing with, you know, professionally on the same team with Luca in the NBA, and yet he signs with Brooklyn so he, he can even came to a mass game. Finish. Yeah. So that was weird, but you know, yeah. Steve Madish had to have just picked up the phone. It was just as simple as that. Yeah. And so again, it. again, just you know, you get Dragic and you get picks for giving up KP. If you go to Toronto, you get less significantly less with what you did anyway all right drew number three gonna switch gears and go to college basketball Ooh. we will see a repeat champion in division one basketball this year remember last year it was the baylor men and the stanford women that won it all are you with it are you gonna quit it, it either one of them Either one of them is going to win it again. It's going to, we're it. going to see a repeat. So it. new. It's, not, it's not happening. Neither one Neither of them. Neither one of them? Wow. Neither one of them. Stanford had some key losses early. Lost to, you know, my Texas Longhorns. Um, I don't think – I don't know if they have it. I think they can make a run, you know, Elite Eight, maybe Final Four. I think definitely Elite Eight, but I don't think they get it again. They're South, number two. South They're Carolina number- is really poised to, you know, come away with it. Aaliyah Boston is arguably the best player mm-hmm. in the country. 
And then you also got to, you know, maybe they had to see Iowa in the bracket too. Caitlin Clark is no joke yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> <MJ> yeah. <laughs> She's a beast. I was so, going to say Stanford's number two right now, just behind South Carolina. So if your bracket seating right now, you have South Carolina on this side and Stanford on this side. The only way they can match up is if they play for the national championship. And I know they're not the number one team right now, but it's Coach K's final year. Duke is going to make it all the way through, get the championship, let Coach K go out on a championship high and send him off like that. That's what's going to happen. So no repeat champion, no Baylor Bears, no Stanford. Boom. Wow. That's what it is. He's Sorry, going twin. All, he's, Sorry going twin. All, he's, he's going all in with Duke right now, and we haven't even gotten to the bracket yet. Sorry, Duke. twin Erica McCall. Sorry. <laughs> Apologize for your Stanford. It's okay. No, you're, you're all good, man. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I, the men's men's bracket is just a big shrug emoji right now. I, I really – I could make cases for a, a multitude of teams. So Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks when the brackets get released. Yeah, stay tuned. Be on the lookout. For that. All right, Drew, number four. After the incident at Wisconsin on Sunday, Juan Howard was suspended for the rest of the Big Ten season by Michigan. Drew, the take here is that he should not be fired by Michigan at the end of the season. With it or quit it? With it. So he should stay as the head coach, correct? Right. Okay. Let him let him serve his – let him be grounded for the rest of the season, <laughs> learn his lesson, and come on back. You know, Otherwise, he doesn't have a blemish on him. You know? yeah. So, I mean, he took issue to it. You know, he's he's addressed his mistake. You know, now he's, you know, he's punished for the rest of the Big Ten season. Um, you know, sounds like a pretty significant punishment as far as the coach goes anyway, you know, as far as, you know, them wanting to compete in the tournament again. You know? Yeah. So – and, and not not only that, Drew, you got to think that if Wisconsin's coach had not said anything to him, none of that would have happened. Exactly. He Instigated. was trying to avoid him and just go on back to the locker room. Right. He just and, had to bark that, and, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He so I, I and that's why that's why the you know that's why the Wisconsin coach was fine. He wasn't suspended, but he did receive a fine. And and people across social media are like, why why was he fine? What did he do? It's like, well, right. if you just you know, shut up. You don't get fined and none of that ever happens. So. Right. But that's not to say that Juwan Howard should have done what he did, obviously. Correct. Right. Right. Got to be able to, to, to control yourself, especially because you don't want to be teaching your, your young athletes that that's okay to do. Right. If, 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 if something doesn't go the way you want it to go. So. Right. All right, Drew, last but not least, it's number five. Buh, buh, buh. Drew, the MLB season will start on time and there will be no games missed with it or quit it. Quit it. Quit it. Absolutely quit really. it. Uh, they're, they're, man, do you see how long they talked the last time they met? 15 minutes. It didn't go anywhere. This, there's oh, going to be a delay. Met, they've met this week. Things have been getting a little bit better. But at the end of the day, well, here's the 15 here's minutes the, to 20 minutes. <laughs> No, they, they actually, I think from what I remember hearing earlier this week, like on Monday, they, they sat down for majority of the day. They're, what? They're still, no, I don't believe that. that that's what I remember reading. Nope. Uh, there, there's still a lot that they need to, you know, agree or disagree on. But, Drew, remember this. Because it is a lockout, 
the owners could say at any point, okay, we're going to play this season just with the old collective bargaining agreement from last year while we continue to negotiate a new one. But they're it's, not going it's to. entirely on the owners. The owners can say, oh, dear, we're going to lose money if we don't do something. Let's do this while we continue to negotiate for something else. That's what I mean. I think that's what they did similarly in 2020 uh, to, with the COVID when they were negotiating how to, uh, you know, shorten the season and everything like that, but still have games being played. I, so it's, it's entirely on the owners where they could say tomorrow, Hey, let's, you know, before we start missing out on money, let's just play this while we continue to hammer out negotiations for beyond this year. Because haven't teams already started with, like, spring training was traditionally supposed to have started already for some Yeah, teams? spring training was supposed to have started, I believe, the beginning of this week or, like, around the, the 20th or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so. That's when pitchers or catchers are usually supposed to report. That's but right. at, the, at the same time, there's nothing stopping them from saying, hey, you know, let's, let's go ahead and, and play for now and we'll continue to work on this in the next off season. There's nothing. It's not like the, the players are the ones holding up the season from being started. I don't know why they didn't already do that. If they like considering how, how far apart conversations were early on and we're up to this very, very recent point. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things that I think it's a negotiation tactic. It's like you make them sweat a little bit thinking that, you're going to be able to, you know, hammer home a compromise because nobody, nobody at the end of the day, at least you're told nobody at the end of the day wants to miss games. Nobody wants to miss paychecks if you're, if you're a player, but you know, maybe the owners care so much that about not giving in that they'd risk losing money. I I don't know. It, It just, it feels like it at times, but. I don't know. I just know that I just, I hope I'm wrong so that we yeah. don't miss games and we get to see a lot of Rangers baseball because we got this new team. I got to watch this new team, BJ. Yeah. And this that. is the this is 50th anniversary <sighs> season of the Rangers in Texas, Drew. So this I'm is gonna, a pretty, oh, pretty significant, pretty significant deal. That's crazy, and we're going to be so good too. That's the that's the best part. I might have to get credentials again and cover the Rangers about I get 2019. There you go. <laughs> that would Sounds be fun. good to me, man. Been a while. It was it was fun doing baseball. Yeah, I'm I'm a skeptic too, Drew. So just so you know, I I I think that it's more than likely that they're gonna keep this dragging on, and and then once they see that like nobody's on their side, they're like, oh crap, let's 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 do this now so that we save face, even if we have egg on our face or whatever. Right, it's gonna happen at like 11:30 at night on yeah. like a. Uh, on a Monday night or some crap like that, yeah. Jeff Passon's yeah. gonna be like, "Breaking the MLB owners are like, yeah, we're shutting this shit down. It's time <laughs> to play some baseball." Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget well, to cut that out. <laughs> we're shutting that shit down. That's clean. There's no words there. <laughs> you get it. I get All it. Right. Ooh, well, that's where they recorded, Drew. Yeah, that's going to be the end of the episode, too, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate those that have tuned in today, whether you came or whether you came and saw the episode live over on Twitch or you're checking the episode out on your podcast platforms, wherever you listen. I appreciate you. Shout out to the visitors in chat today, Angel and Mr. Carbon. Uh, want to make sure you guys are following us on Twitter and Instagram, listeners of the podcast. Do that as soon as you hear this message at the end of the show every week. If you're not following, if you're new, 
listen, go follow on Twitter and Instagram at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on Twitter and Instagram. Drop those follows. We've got some previews and quotes from the episode for those that miss it live and some teasers throughout the week for you guys to keep interested and some, some video clips from recent episodes. And you won't want to miss the March Madness action that is coming up in the next two to three weeks. Guys, a lot of cool episodes. We're going to have some behind the paywall and some live for you guys, so make sure you check it out. Last year was one big jam-packed episode. We're splitting it up this year, so you guys don't have to listen to us for two hours. Unless you <laughs> want to. Unless you want to. <laughs> People are still listening to the old March Madness episode, so they might. I don't know. Go. You, you know, go. you might you might get a big special. Who knows? But, hey, make sure, you're, like I said, go follow us on those social platforms. We got another episode coming out next week, same time, on Friday to kick off the month of March. Appreciate everyone once again, and we will see you guys next week. Peace.